1: You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Welcome to Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock, at BD Peacock on Twitter. Former NFL and AFL cornerback at Eric underscore crocker don't forget to check out crock talk tv by the way on youtube which is fantastic i love seeing it even little leo gets excited he sees crocky says there's crocky on tv loves the 49ers <laughs> hat like the, the the red background i like the back we've got the red background going right now crock's in the same studio he does this youtube show in so he's got the red background rocking is that little d by the way back there with the crocker jersey behind you
2: no that's that's baby pickle
0: okay that's okay a little,
2: that's a little pickle right there <laughs>
0: Uh, how old's D? I just saw D walking around. You guys are getting ready to to do some put him in some football, huh? Or has he already been playing football?
2: Yeah. Well, we just got back from his first football meeting. Oh man, you know in, in the south they talk like really slow and draw everything out, and I was like, oh my gosh, like just kill me now. It took forever just for them to get through like the dehydration portion of their conversation or whatever it was. I don't know, but I
0: was like, I'm over this. They still do orange slices. The one thing I hated about football was at halftime you do orange slices. And then it's like sticky all over your chin strap. That was the worst. He's like, no, nah, I don't want any orange slices. I won't be sticky. He's like, well, you got to have orange slices or else you're going to be slowing down in the second half. I mean, that was way back in the day. So I don't know if they're still doing orange slices.
2: They do mustard packages, all kinds of stuff. I don't know. Mustard? Yeah, it helps with like potassium what? to like prevent cramps.
0: Wow. Okay. Mustard packages. And me as
2: a cramper, I, I can tell you all the tricks, whether it's the mustard, whether it's uh, pickle juice. Oh, yeah, pickle juice. That. I take uh, vinegar, vinegar sodium. shots, mm-hmm. boom, straight. Oh,
0: your You're there, I got a lot of response. The last couple of episodes, by the way, Croc, we've gotten a ton of responses. First of all, because Grant Cohn is our guest Friday. He always elicits a ton of responses. And I know there's some listeners that didn't listen to that show, but numbers looking good for that show. So there was a lot of people still listening to that pod. But yeah. we did skip that episode, that, Welcome right? Back. <laughs> that,
2: that's like the people uh, that are saying they're not going to watch football. They're going to boycott football. Yeah, but the yeah. numbers are like better than they've ever been. <laughs> yeah, that definitely
0: didn't happen. Um, but it's funny. We had have had a lot of good back and forth. Some, some people on Twitter getting mad at Grant for coming on the show. Um, but I appreciate everybody listening. If you did skip that episode, welcome back. And um, yesterday's episode, some solid bullet points. We talked about butt sweat and um, and, and a lot of people keep quoting our Proof podcast from yesterday. Yeah, th- there's a few that I didn't even really pick up on. There was, there was one from earlier today where somebody said that um, uh, that Kyle's quote, and I didn't pick up on it when I read it, something about he had to change pants after his period. Or something, and I was like, wait, wait, what? And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, now I understand. It's talking about practice periods, but uh, Alex yeah, yeah, yeah. Mack so sweaty that uh, Matt Ryan made him change pants after his period, and I didn't, I usually my sophomoric brain would pick up on some of these types of things, but um, I didn't with that one. And then there was another one that was, uh, let me see if I can find it. This one is from. Me
2: with the package?
0: From Ryan. Yeah, yeah, he said, <laughs> Eric Crocker said, quote, it seems like he has a unique package. pause. And then Peacock said, "Mm-hmm." So yeah, uh, that there's there a lot of fun stuff in that. We we had Bloods versus Crips. It was a fun episode. So yeah, this, yeah. having a good training camp. This, this is this is I think one of my the most some of the most fun I've ever had during a training camp, getting ready for a season right now. Just with all the Trey Lance stuff, and it's it's a fun team to cover. And I've enjoyed talking ball with you every day, Crocs. So yeah, this has been an awesome lead up to the season. Preseason is going to be even better. Got the Chiefs coming up this weekend, and then we got ball every weekend. It's going to be so so great all year long. I can't wait.
2: I I mean, I can't tell you how excited I am for Thursday to be able to watch some football. And, and really, I think these rookie quarterbacks, and just see how they all stack up against each other. You know, there was a lot of people kind of posturing with their takes on, on certain players, and now you get a chance to see – at least to some extent,
0: how your evaluation is going kind to of play it out. Yeah, it's fun. And teams get it wrong, too. Mac Jones might end up being the best quarterback in this draft class. You know, that's what happens. Um, uh, I don't know. Some people, Chris Sims talking about how maybe the 49ers were crazy moving up because Trey Lance could have been there at 12. And maybe he would have been. Maybe he would have been there at 6. Maybe the 49ers could have traded up less to get him. Um, our teams like I'm looking at the Eagles with Jalen Hurts who who's having a rough time in training camp and Nick Mullins by according to reports looking better than Jalen Hurts like man the Eagles were were drafting a wide receiver and not drafting Justin Fields or Mac Jones
2: Justin Fields I think Justin Fields that's going to be the one Mm -hmm. that if he hits big there are going to be some teams that look really crazy it starts with Philly Definitely them. Even all the and way then, up to,
0: well, look, if he's better, he, uh, starting with the Jets, really. Because, I mean, I don't think any team would have not taken Trevor Lawrence. But it kind of starts with the Jets. But definitely the teams that, if he's better than Zach Wilson, obviously. But it really starts with the teams that didn't draft quarterbacks at all, right? Right. And with the that, Eagles, like you like Broncos, why, why didn't you Panthers. Take
2: now, with the Eagles, though, it's tough. Because you can see why they did not draft a quarterback. Ah, oh, man. I mean, it's tough. Like, they 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 had to see what Hurts has. And his play last year, it was a little, you know, it was a little up and down. But there were some encouraging games. But then he had the game where he got benched for Nate Sudfield. Nate right. Sudfield, by the way, Modesto native.
0: Modesto native. And looking like he's going to win that number three quarterback job for the 49ers, which means he might be a long-term backup for the Niners once Jimmy right. Garoppolo's gone. Right? Because that, right. That's, a, that's sort of a big battle. Like, Nate Sudfield could be with the Niners for a decade. You know,
2: I, I mean that that would be something good, but still bad for some of these other teams that didn't draft quarterback. Uh, a couple of other teams that are look really bad. I think the Broncos,
0: Broncos, and the, because Panthers their to fan me, yeah. base.
2: To me, I I could see it. I'll tell you what, real quick. Let's backtrack a little bit. Okay. to the Jets. I I never liked that. I never liked that for Sala. I never liked him drafting a rookie quarterback. If it were me, and I'm Robert Salah, and I'm coming into this situation. I want to do as much as they did for Zach Wilson, putting guys around him and really work to build a legit roster around Sam Darnold. Because I feel like as a new head coach, it kind of gives you a little leeway, right? Like you got a little bit more wiggle room. You do to attach yourself to that rookie year one. And I felt like, like that's dangerous, like attaching yourself to this kid in your first year of head coaching. Because if this doesn't go well, which is just preseason. But the reports so far out of New York or Jersey, wherever they're at right now, it ain't good.
0: It's, it's, <laughs> it's not, not good. The superstars of camp are Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Like just amazing reports from both of those guys so far. Um, I don't think there's been anything bad about Mac Jones. There was the thing about um, Josh McDaniel said that he's good at getting yelled at. But there's also been some really good reports about Mac Jones out of Patriots camp. Everything's been fine with uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And by the way, Jacksonville Jaguars, CJ Henderson, we're gonna talk. I haven't even talked about what we're gonna oh, w- yeah. what we're getting into on today's show. Right now we're getting into quarterbacks. This is fun. I want to keep this conversation going, but we're gonna talk trade candidates. CJ Henderson there. And I know you are a big Henderson guy, so I do want to talk about that in a little bit. I'd like to take a moment here to tell you about Bet Online, which is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And then when I say all your sports, everything major league baseball. NBA, NHL, playoffs, super fun, even more fun when you've got a little bit of extra action on those games. UFC, MMA, celebrity boxing, golf, everything you could imagine betting on, they've got available. They've got lines on it at BetOnline. You've got some futures bets when it comes to NFL teams, over-under win totals on your favorite team, rookie of the year. MVP and Super Bowl champion. So uh, before you do anything else, head over to Bet Online, your laptop, mobile device, your desktop computer. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit using promo code LOCKED ON. That's promo code LOCKED ON at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Back to this conversation about the rookie quarterbacks and stuff. So it's so fascinating which teams like which guys. When it comes to Saul and the Jets, though, you can't blame them. Sala was here in 2017, and that was the plan for the 49ers, what you just laid out. Let's wait on quarterback. Let's build around him. And it's like, oh, crap, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, right? And so I don't think Sala – and look, is not in charge of the roster either, so this is a Joe Douglas nah, thing. No, it's, it's Douglas, but, yeah. But you can't, you can't pass on a quarterback that you think is a star player, even if it's not the perfect ah. situation around him. But, the, but they got an okay situation going for him, better than what Sam Darnold had for sure with the Jets and better than what yeah. – a quarterback would have had with the Niners in 2017. So I'm not against it. Just did they get the right guy? Because there was a lot of quarterbacks that were, um, that were in that same boat and in that same conversation. And it's funny because if, if Trevor Lawrence wasn't in this draft, Justin Fields would have gone number one because in most the end, the, the the reporting after the fact, the Jacks, the Jacksonville Jaguars were looking at the only other player they're looking at at pick one. It came down to Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, and obviously they went up went with Lawrence, and, and we kind of knew they were going to go there. But the only one they considered really was Justin Fields. If Trevor Lawrence wasn't in this draft, Justin Fields would have gone number one, right? So that's well, he's crazy.
2: the most talented quarterback in this class,
0: and he's been dropping some dimes. Like as as good as Trevor or as good as Trey Lance has looked, Bears fans are as excited about. Justin Fields right now with what he's done, and he's had some great throws in camp too. So look, I hope week eight, I think it's week eight, Bears, Niners. Hope to God both those guys are starting by then.
2: Yeah, I I think that game I want to say is on TV. right? I mean, is it nationally televised? I believe that's like a Monday night or a Sunday night game. And it might
0: be on Halloween too. That's Yeah, it is Halloween. So that is, let me see here, Uh, October 31st, Halloween, why is this not showing me what time of day this game is? This is a crappy schedule. Hold on. Let me go find a better schedule. <laughs> Halloween. Bears 49ers. Here we go. This is a better one.
2: I feel like it was a primetime game.
0: There's a ton of prime game time game for the 49ers. I'm not sure if this is one. Here we go. Uh this is not one. No. Oh, okay. This is at Chicago Bears. It's it's one of the few morning starts for the Niners. So 10 a.m. Pacific time at Chicago Bears, week eight, Sunday, October thirty first, Halloween. Like that is that is the ticket. If I could go to one game for the Forty Nine ers, I might go.
2: Year, I'm driving game. distance, so well, Let's really. Go. I mean, with Let's the way go, I Croc. drive, everything's driving distance.
0: Dude, I, I'm in. Let's go.
2: Yeah, but man, that that's gonna be a polarizing game. I've I've kind of I really stressed about the fact that I thought there should have been some conversation for who was the best quarterback in this class, and if you just go off of talent now, this is not knowing the prospect this is me not interviewing guys. I did not feel like Trevor Lawrence was more talented than Justin Fields. Like if you just look at them and you just, you want to check off boxes, who's more athletic is Justin Fields. Who has the bigger arm is Justin Fields. Who was more accurate. It was Justin Fields who threw the ball downfield more. It was Justin Fields. It was like every single box that you want to check is Justin Fields and head to head, we saw what that looked like, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we saw both ends of it. We saw yeah, one where uh, Trevor Lawrence wheeled his way back to win, and it really wasn't even with his arm. It was with his legs. And then the next time we saw them in the playoffs, it was Justin Fields just stealing the show and scoring every which way. So it, to me, it was it was just intriguing that how, ju- how Trevor Lawrence, how he was crowned. And it's like, you can't tell me one thing that he did better than Justin Fields, aside from the fact that he was anointed after his freshman year, knocking off Bama in the, in the championship game, and then coming out of high school, he was the number one hot, you know, recruit and all that type of stuff. But I was, I was, I was interested to see that there was there was no competition at all, or 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 any battle, or any discussion, or anything for who was the best quarterback in this class. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, it would just it just bypass that, and then it, the the number two pick too, sort of early on, like kind of too early, because when we look back on this in years, it's going to be there will be some things that are obvious, and some and Zach Wilson's not looking great in his first couple of weeks, but he was a couple days late and didn't sign his contract, and you know it was a younger guy coming from BYU to the big city in New York. There's a lot of things that can happen, and and nothing we don't know how any of these guys are going to turn out yet, but. Early returns look yeah. nice for Fields and, uh, and Trey Lance so far with their teams. But uh, when we look back, it's going to be amazing that, and I think Justin Fields is the one, it's like, well, well, wait a second. What what was the big gap between the first pick in the draft and Justin Fields going all the way to 11 a team had to go up and get him and teams that needed quarterbacks were passing on Justin Fields? That that'll be the really big one. And even we- Mac Jones a little bit too, because Mac Jones is in the conversation for three with the 49ers and he falls all the way to 15 to the Patriots. If he turns out to be the next Tom Brady or, or whatever, uh, there's going to be so much second-guessing with those teams that needed quarterbacks, and and 49ers included. And look, 49ers still have to get this right too because if Jones or... And that's, that's the thing with the Jets, the Niners, and even at pick number one, like you mentioned, there wasn't even enough of a, a consideration of another quarterback to go number one, really. And if any of those quarterbacks after them turns out to be great, it's just such an easy hindsight to look back and say oh man and the 49ers are looking at three different quarterbacks and if any of the other two are better than the one they chose like well what are you doing why didn't you just stay there have extra first round picks and draft the guy who ended up being better so uh there's a lot of potential second guessing in this class and and i can't wait to find out who the the bus is going to be and who the great quarterbacks are going to be in this class because all five of them aren't going to be great right even though i understand why they went where they went and 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 the strengths with all of them, it, it was a great quarterback class. So th- it's going to be fascinating, and there's going to be some early returns, and then there's going to be some late returns, and and I can't wait to see all of it happen. And it starts this weekend, basically, with all these preseason games.
2: Yeah, I, I think regardless of how you looked at it, you you couldn't take Mac Jones over the other guys because of the physical limitations, right? Like when you look at the other guys, they have that over them, and you have to. Take that into consideration when you're drafting the quarterback and trying to figure out how their game is going to translate to the NFL. So having the lesser of the arm out of all of them, having the least amount of mobility out of all of them, like that, you and then the weapons that he played with that probably helps mask a lot of his limitations. You have to at the very least take that into consideration. I think that's why he slipped. He 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 was only considered a top five pick. Because the 49ers were there and people thought Shanahan would like him. If it weren't for that, I don't even think he would have been in that type of conversation. I, I think outside of that, I had in my final quarterback rankings, I had Justin Fields number one, Trevor Lawrence, number two, Trey Lance, number three, Zach Wilson, and then Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, Zach Wilson, he, he gives you a I, I like the dynamicness that he he gives you. There was a little off script to how he played. I do think that. You know, if you just want like more of a pure passer, more efficient, I would say that that would be Mac Jones. But even then, you know, Zach Wilson has these physical capabilities that like that that Mac Jones just doesn't have. It would have been hard to take him. Yeah, the way Zach Wilson
0: throws the ball, the way he slings it, he gets the ball out so clean and so fast with his release and the off-platform stuff. And he can get it down the field, too. And we talked about the Mac. And his legs. Uh, Well, I think Zach Wilson was top Ten right in Madden, just throwing power ratings ninety four. Yeah, like, that's, that's
2: that's I don't I don't I don't. I know. think that's
0: the draft slot talking. But he's got arm talent for days. Zach Wilson he does, does. and uh, and Mac Jones didn't, and, and so much talent around him. And the Tua thing, seeing how Tua it was so difficult for him, that was really the Mac Jones thing. Like oh, Mac Jones. But I think like, I, I liked think with, Mac Jones with, too. Is almost unfortunate because. He was a late. He was a second half of the first round player, maybe early second round player. If he went to a different, he went, if he went to any of the other schools that we're talking about, he wouldn't have gone where he went. There, there's just so much talent around him. His resume didn't wasn't a, a top three pick for sure, and was barely a top fifteen pick.
2: I, I think with Zach Wilson's arm, it's more Aaron Rodgers, who has a terrific arm, but you wouldn't consider it like a powerful, like a Josh Allen, like a Cam Newton, yes. like. You know, those big, powerful throwers of the football. But it's terrific. And he can make all the throws. Every throw that he needs to make from any platform, he can do it. So, obviously, his arm is strong enough, more than strong enough. And I think that's where Zach Wilson is. But to have Zach Wilson at 94 throwing power, like you're saying he has a cannon cannon. And, I mean, he, he good arm, terrific arm. But he doesn't have a cannon.
0: I think 91... Uh, 91- Right. That was the Madden rating for Trey Lance arm strength. And I think it was 92 throwing power for Justin Fields. And I'm not sure about the other rookies.
2: But. Yeah, I think Justin Fields has the strongest arm. It's weird because there's two different things. Like there's being able to throw the balls <laughs> downfield deep and accurately. Yeah. And, and Justin Fields can throw that better than the other guys. But I don't think he has the most powerful arm other guys, as far as like being able to just drive rubber. or throw twenty yards, I think I give that to Trey Lance.
0: That's that's tough. That that was one of the things that I struggled with, and we're kind of going back to a lot of the stuff we talked about all winter and spring before the draft. Pure arm talent. I mean, Justin Fields is is probably one, just because of how because he can. I, I I would put money on on Justin Fields as being the guy if they all lined up and threw the ball from. You know, the Did zero you see him in college? Line.
2: I mean, in high school? Remember in high school, he threw the ball like 80 yards.
0: Oh, dude, yeah. So he, he's got a at power – t- yeah, he's got a the, legit like, elite, power arm, and he is accurate with it. So if you're talking pure arm talent, I think Justin Fields was number one, in my opinion. And I could see yeah. Zach Wilson being two and Trey Lance three and maybe even um, – but that's the thing is that's kind of selling – Trevor Lawrence is legit. Like he's he can chuck it and he's accurate. He's he's got a lot of physical ability. He's athletic that he doesn't really get credit for. Like Trevor Lawrence has a ton of physical ability too. So like those four guys all had great arms. And Trey Lance was the least accurate, but he had a big power arm too. But a lot of folks talked about Trey Lance as he was the highest upside player. And I thought, okay, well, if you're ta- if if you think because of smarts and because of how hard he's going to work, then that's where the upside really comes from. But just pure arm talent, I don't think he was the top guy. I don't think that's where it just, came from. Yeah, just because he's he's maybe an inch taller and a few pounds heavier than some of those guys, that's that's not enough to get me super excited. And so that's why I think Zach Wilson, with what he can do and his accuracy and the way he throws off platform and some of the throws he can make and uh, I mean, that wasn't super impressive the way he throws the football. So all those guys have a ton of talent. So now it's up to them to make themselves better, which is a perfect segue to some of the stuff we've been talking about recently and hearing from training camp and the assistant coaches talking about the work that Trey Lance has put in and improving his accuracy. Let's talk about that next, and then we will get to trade candidates potentially for the 49ers before the season starts. C.J. Henderson? Denzel Mims? James Washington, maybe? Let's get into it next. You can save not only money, but you can save time when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store. It's only $216, the very same exact part from rockauto.com. Family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. And rockauto.com prices are reliably low for every customer, no matter if you are a professional or an at-home do-it-yourselfer. They are stocked with everything you need. An unbelievable selection at rockauto.com. Everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for the inside of your vehicle. Oh, and the all-important wiper blades, which was my first purchase from RockAuto com. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: In the end, Croc, and it's the toughest thing for us, it's the toughest part for us on the outside to just look at tape and, and scout guys and say, this guy can make this throw, this guy's this fast, he's got this technique uh, at whatever position, is how someone's built mentally from the neck up. And it really makes all the difference in the world for any prospect and how good they're gonna end up being in the NFL, especially for quarterbacks. And the most exciting thing about Trey Lance is because he's got all the physical package, but he's built that way, it, like all the evidence so far has been that he is built correctly to be a guy who's going to maximize all of his physical gifts. And uh, the assistant coach is talking. Um, it's Rich Gangarello, and we heard from offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel earlier in the week. Um, Bobby Slowick, I think, was, was on the mic at some point this week. And the, the, he's already made strides from rookie camp to OTAs to training camp. And it's been pretty amazing. And he's a young guy too. So it's like um the accuracy is the big one. And I think you had you've been talking about this, right? On the uh on Crock Talk TV with the uh who's the quarterback's coach you've been having on, or the uh, the the coach that that is all about throwing mechanics?
2: Yeah, my guy Greg Pinelli.
0: Greg Pinelli, Pinelli, that's the name. Yeah, so you and, and Pinelli have been talking about this on the podcast a lot, and Trey Lance has already done a ton of work. Now, when the when things go live and the bullets start flying, maybe he reverts back a little bit and you see some errant throws or something like that. And it's not like he was super inaccurate either in college, but uh, c- can you talk a little bit about that? And maybe some folks can go catch that whole interview on Croc Talk TV about just the strides that Trey Lance has already made so far in his first training camp from rookie camp to OTAs with his throwing motion to be more accurate because he's been really accurate in 49ers camp so far.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it had to do with his lower body. And, and that's what it sounds like. I, I think most people think that it's your upper body that you have to really fix. Like, And, and Greg says that a lot of times people think because you have more of an elongated release, especially if you slow it down, slow motion, and you see it get out a little bit long or kind of dip down a little bit, people think that that's an issue. And he's like, no, that's not the issue, especially if you have fast hands. So he always talks about that. He talks about having fast hands to where even with Trey Lance, he gets the ball from here and out of his hand really quick. So even if it might be a little bit longer and it might not be as compact as some other guys, he says that's not really what's going to make him any less or more accurate. Is really his lower body and getting everything aligned and getting all that. Then something with the shoulders, making sure the shoulder stays closed a little bit longer and doesn't open up. And he says he has good uh, throwing uh, mechanic, mechanisms that he uses to work on keeping that shoulder closed when he throws the ball. So those might be things that he has worked on to help him improve. But one other thing, too, and you talked about, you know, the upside thing. I, I think a lot of the upside with Trey Lance came from him being only 19 years old when he played that and had maybe the limited snaps. So I think a lot of people are like, well, if you see this here with limited snaps, limited throws at 19 years old, and you see all this talent, it should improve. And it seems like he has worked to improve on those things, especially starting with the mechanics. But again, a lot of it was lower body getting that right. Once you get his lower body, right, then it all comes here and then boom, ball is out and he's able to drive throws and be a little bit more accurate.
0: And the other thing about age, and this is huge in baseball too, is uh, age respective of your level. And for Trey Lance being only twenty years old and nineteen, and in a lot of the video we've seen of him play football at the college level, is you know he shows up at six three and seven eighths, just under six, four, 225 pounds. Like he might end up being, you know, he might be six, five, 240 by the end of it. You know, he might be close to those Cam Newton comps that we heard about him. You know, probably not Cam yeah. Newton size. He was like six, almost six, six, 250 but. He and and his arm could continue to grow, so there there is some growth that continue to happen. And some players and some human beings are early bloomers, and some are late bloomers. And so I don't know exactly where he's going to be on that spectrum, but he could be a lot bigger and stronger and fix up some technique. And you know, obviously, everything going on upstairs with him, there is a ton of upside. I, I agree, but uh, just from a, a pure arm talent standpoint, I don't know if he was number one. In this in this draft class, and some people treated him like he was. But a uh, man, uh, once you get to a certain level of physical ability, too, it's like, okay, you've got enough physical ability. Like, can you play quarterback in the NFL? And so that's what's fun, and that's what we're gonna find out about with a lot of these guys.
2: One thing that Greg, you know, talked about too, especially like when it comes to mechanics and throwing the football. Sometimes people kind of overcorrect certain things, and he's saying like, you want it to be a little bit more natural. So there's a lot of guys that want. Uh, or at least it was Uh, uh – they're teaching some of this at quarterback camps where they have the guys hold the ball way up here. And he's like, if you watch Aaron Rodgers, when he was coming out of Cal, he would hold the ball way up here. Yeah. But if you watch Aaron Rodgers now, he holds the ball here, he'll drop it below his waist, and he's just throwing it. And that kind of relaxing on the techniques and just going out there and playing football is what got Josh Allen a lot better. Again, a lot of times you got to get the feet. But everything else starts to improve, especially once – the more you relax as a thrower, and then when you – he was saying once the game starts slowing down, you're going to improve. So even with Trey Lance, that's going to be a big, huge part of his development. How well does he see the field? Because once he starts to understand what he's seeing, especially pre-snap, and then really kind of tying that up with where he knows his guys are going to be, you'll see the accuracy improve drastically. And a lot of times, especially, but you got to work at it because there are some guys that try to just go out there and wing it off of arm talent, and those are the guys that typically fail.
0: Yeah, and I, I two names that come to mind is Trubisky and uh, Sam Darnold. And yeah. both of them mechanically are, are wacky. And I know it's Trubisky, I, I can't remember if it's left or right. He can't throw to one side of the field. And I think it's to the left side of the field. And, and Sam Darnold and Trubisky, now I'm getting them confused on which, which breakdowns I saw but they, so a receiver's 20 yards down the field on the left sideline and they're stepping directly toward the sideline, like 90 degrees to the sideline instead of at their receiver, you know? So basically they're stepping left. Their receiver is in the middle and then their arms coming from this whacked out angle. And it's like, you can't be accurate and you can't be pinpoint and place the ball where you want if you're that out of whack with your mechanics. So yeah, it's it's from the toes to the nose when it comes to NFL quarterbacks.
2: Cam Newton does that too. And he'll step wide. Now he has that huge, powerful arm. So I've seen Cam Newton step and point that leg all the way to the left and throw the ball to the right. And like throw it like 70 yards on a dime. But that you're not supposed to be able to do that. And I think the fact that he can get away with those things is why he was a limited passer in the sense of his completion percentage, his accuracy, why he'd widely miss sometimes and you know have these random overthrows. I was watching Tom Brady one time talk about it, and he always says, step two, follow through. Step two, follow through. Mm-hmm. And um, that I don't know why that just always stuck with me, but that's stepping to the target and then following through. That same same way.
0: Yeah, bringing everything in the same direction. Uh, we, We're out of time almost, croc. Do you want to talk a little bit about these potential trade candidates? What do you think? C.J. Henderson? Denzel Mims? Denzel Mims is not officially on the block, but you just get the vibe that he could potentially be available from the New York Jets because he's not running with the first team and I think he's taking some reps even with the fourth team. And maybe linear, long, win outside. You get a big-armed young quarterback. The 49ers don't really have that style of player that can win outside and down the field. Does Shanahan even want one of those players? I don't know. I think it would be nice for the 49ers offense. James Washington, similar guy, likes to win down the field. He's not built like Denzel Mims, but I think he's encountered similar problems with the Pittsburgh Steelers where other guys can win in more ways than he can. Um, what are your thoughts there? Because, and first, let's start with C.J. Henderson. I know you were big on C.J. Henderson. So is that a yay or an nay? Do you think the 49ers should be interested there?
2: I think the 49ers should be interested. Now, will they do it? N- no, I, I don't think so. Because the way you have to look at this is if you trade for him, he has to come in and start right now. We're not talking about a competition. We're not saying, hey, we're going to trade for you. You have to compete against this other guy. Like, no, if you trade for C.J. Henderson, who was just the ninth overall pick, and you bring him in and you give up capital that you really don't have a lot of draft capital as it is, you're bringing him in to start. So, are you going to bring him in to start over Mosley, like where you've had Mosley for these years, you've developed him, pay him a little bit of money to see like, all right, let's see what happens. You also drafted two guys, uh, Ambry Thomas, the Amador Lenore. Are you going to forget about the development of those guys or just say, well, we're just going to put it off for another year until Varette leaves next year. Then maybe you guys can take over that spot while we have CJ Henderson here. I don't know. I just don't see them quite, Doing that and making that type of move, where you just disregard everything else that you've have, had a plan for, Now they do it, great because I think he's definitely a scheme fit. Ran some quarters over there at Florida. I think in zone he can get a little bit lost in space sometimes, but from a man coverage perspective, a lot of people say, "Hey, you know, they is 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 Varek gonna shadow guys this year? Like, is he gonna follow guys? He's playing so well." And I'm like, I don't know if he's that type of guy. You know, still, CJ CJ Henderson is. Like he is the guy that he can line up outside, inside, play man, play press, get off. Like he's he's physical as a cornerback, maybe not as aggressive as a tackler, but he's he's a well-rounded corner, got tight to tighten up the off zone. Man, you 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 think about DK Metcalf and the problems that he's gonna pose whenever you have to play against him and his physicality and how he talks. You need a guy like CJ Henderson, who is six one, 205 pounds, and ran in the four threes but he also moves like a 5'10", 180-pound guy, and that's what one thing that drew me to him so much, and I really loved his film.
0: That's a great point. Uh, one player who could cover both D.K. Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and you're not worried about it, and C.J. Henderson could right. do that, and it's rare yep. to have that that type of a player. The, what I look, because you, you bring up the point about he has to start immediately, and I don't look at it that way at all. If you're going for C.J. Henderson, I'm looking at year three and four of his rookie contract. The 49ers don't have, cornerbacks under contract next year and can you right. count on ambry thomas de Lenoir lenore as being your starting cornerbacks um so look if cj henderson comes in and he's even the third guy and then emmanuel mosley moves inside at some point or like on third down I, you know if kwan gets hurt i don't know kwan's not signed for next year varet's not signed for next year and i think emmanuel mosley he's on a two-year deal i think he might be signed for next year for very low money. yeah right yeah um, and then a couple rookies. Like the 49ers might spend that second-round pick on a corner no matter what anyway. Right. You know, And, and CJ that, Henderson, you know what his put...
2: cap is? You know what CJ Henderson's cap is for the
0: next three years? Oh, and they already paid a signing bonus. He's he's <laughs> nothing. $7 million over the next three years. That's crazy. So, look, and maybe you could even work out a deal where it's like, okay, look, we, the Niners don't have a first. How about this? How about a third? And then... A conditional pick for the year after. So may, whatever's going on with him, there's something going on with him. By the way, because like there's no way he should be available right now. So he did
2: have a torn labrum last year. He mm-hmm. missed the second half of the season. So there is that. But there is something else going on too. Yeah, there has. To also be. though, they they signed they signed Griffin. Yes. Gave him a bunch of money from Seattle and then drafted. Uh, Tyson, Tyson Campbell, Campbell right. at the top of the, sec, the first pick in the second round. Who's like, the
0: guy I fully expected for the Niners? Like, that was the guy I, I thought, you know what? Tyson Campbell, second round, 49ers, that's going to be the pick. I, if I had to put money on it before the draft, here's that trade. was the guy.
2: Here's a trade Would you trade Emmanuel Mosley and a two for CJ Henderson? Yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, I would. I don't think you would have to even give up Mosley though, because I don't think they need a corner. Because they, I think they have their two starting corners. They paid a guy and they drafted a guy in the top fifty. There might be. Here's the thing. This is why I like the idea of a conditional pick because you have you give up a pick. Plus, if something crazy happens, you don't have to give up much else the next year. But if he's a star, give up whatever. Who cares? You know, I'll right. give up two. I'll give up two second rounders for a stud cornerback right so um that but are
2: you giving up if you just drafted the guy ninth overall who is you know is talented but maybe you're having some struggles with him uh mentally or whatever inside the building whatever the case is they did get a new coaching staff that has a lot to do with it sometimes even Trent Bulky, who was a part of the team that drafted him but now Trent Bulky is the the general manager mm-hmm. like well dude we just drafted you ninth overall we're not just going to hand you over to a team especially after paying you all that money from your signing bonus. I mean, that was either your top 10 pick is big time money.
0: The fact that he's available worries me. That's a huge red flag. So it would have to be something that makes sense. And that's where conditional picks come in is where you protect yourself and the other team could potentially get more because let's say it's a third with another third you know, that's better than a second.
2: Gosh, but you already got no first-round picks over the I, I get it, though. I mean, would you rather have C.J. Henderson and take on his issues or whatever, but low cap and you lose, you know, some draft capital? Or, you know, I mean, that that's tough because mm-hmm. you don't have first-round picks. But I like the, the thought process that you gave saying, hey, probably going to use a second-round pick on the cornerback anyways, so why don't, why don't you use it on this guy?
0: Right. You know they had a second-round grade on him. As a, as a talent, just as a player. So off field, who knows? Maybe there's some things we don't know about that. Uh, we'll find out probably in coming days, what's going on with CJ Henderson. I imagine a lot of teams would be interested. A ton of teams do need players who can cover in the NFL. I think the 49ers might be one of those. Uh, they need future talent, the position they need depth currently. That's a position I'd be looking out for CJ Henderson. Let's, let's pause on the wide receiver talk. Let's, let's cover those later on in the week. Maybe, Denzel Mims, uh, your thoughts on him? James Washington, I think you might have been lower than the consensus on both of those players coming out. I was. So uh, we'll see how Kroc feels about those two wide receivers. Could they be nice additions to the 49ers before the season on the next episode? Oh, we got a winky Wednesday coming up as well. Eric Crocker, or Brian Peacock with you next time right here, Locked on 49ers.